0: A third lesson today is from the Gospel according to Mark. They came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet. Let me see again. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. There's no great insight to tell you that people find labels convenient. We might resist them in theory, but we're very comfortable putting them into practice. I took a survey this week, asked a few people, when I say Bartimaeus, what do you think of? Universally, they said blind. Blind Bartimaeus, we have labeled him. A helpful, alliterative way to remember the one story in the Bible in which he appears. It will be just as alliterative to label him blind, begging Bartimaeus, but then the begging part is almost implied. There were very few ways for a blind person to make a living in Jesus' day. Begging for people's mercy, which meant begging for their coins, was about the only way to survive. And in a day when many people assumed that blindness was the result of sinfulness, surely plenty of people walked past showing judgment rather than mercy. Not that Bartimaeus missed their passing. He was blind. He was not deaf. He probably heard them better than they heard themselves. One of the gifts of having impaired sight is often that it comes with improved hearing. We know that he heard what he needed to hear that day, that Jesus was passing by. So he began to shout. He, he shouted because he wanted to be heard over all the noise. There were other people in the streets, others begging for Jesus' attention, others who were going through Jericho on their way to Jerusalem for the Passover. Noise and sights and sounds and the crowds touching. It could overwhelm. Were Bartimaeus polite enough to calmly pursue Jesus, he likely would have been left a blind beggar. So Bartimaeus shouted. And as he shouted more loudly, more people told him to be quiet. But he would not be quiet because he was too desperate to be polite. Bartimaeus was more than a blind beggar. He had insight. He saw something very clearly. Bartimaeus recognized in a moment What some people who had spent years with Jesus had yet to see. Jesus wasn't just a healer. He was the son of David. The mercy that he could show was the mercy that came from a Messiah. As such, Bartimaeus was confident in Jesus in ways that might have appeared childlike to those around him. When Jesus called him near, that blind, begging Believing Bartimaeus threw off his cloak, sprang up, and went. Now it's possible that, like a child who wakes up in the morning to find out it's snowing and runs out in her pajamas, that he just was so excited that his cloak stayed behind. But since Mark included the detail, there's probably more to it. More by the reality that this cloak was literally his security blanket. In that cloak he found warmth, and with that cloak he kept the few coins that people gave him. Blind, begging Bartimaeus believed in Jesus so much that he left the security blanket behind and went. He went Because the Messiah heard him. And if we dig a little deeper into the symbolism of the story, we might remember that that Mark, before he pulled his gospel together, was a contemporary with a man named Paul. And that Paul had long been teaching that when one becomes new in Christ, the old clothes are left behind and the new clothes are put on. Maybe Mark wanted us to see an example in real time of old clothes being left behind and new clothes being gained. Gained by a follower. One more label we can hang on Bartimaeus. Blind, begging, now follower. And then there's a fourth one we could add to him. Child. Child, as in the way Jesus spoke of children, when he said, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will not enter it. Bartimaeus received the kingdom of God as does a child. Someone told me recently that she thinks children are overrated. I don't know how that plays on Children's Sunday. She pointed out that while we fawn on children, if we're honest, some children are fairly useless, some are annoying, some disturb what would otherwise be a perfectly pleasant meal. She said she would prefer that they be kept home until they can comport themselves appropriately in public, you know, until they're about twenty-five. It's true that we can be indulgent with children, sometimes because we're sadly desperate for them to like us, and sometimes because we're too terribly exhausted to do otherwise. So with all due respect, let's acknowledge that children are not perfect, present company excluded. But let's also recognize that Jesus elevated their status. While his contemporaries wanted children to be seen and not heard, not speaking until spoken to, out of sight and out of mind, Jesus drew them in, blessed them, told us that we have to be like them in order to receive the kingdom of God. Which would sound hopeless to those of us who are not at risk of being accused of being children except for the example of adults like Bartimaeus, like a child. Bartimaeus knew what he wanted and he went for it. He did not earn it. He wasn't supposed to. Remember, Jesus said, whoever does not receive the kingdom like a child. Bartimaeus sought something that he could not get on his own. He went after a gift from the one who had the power to give it. Children are deft at knowing what to ask their parents for and knowing what to skip over their parents and ask their grandparents for. They know who has the power and they know who has the willingness to give them that which they seek. And they strategize wisely. Like a child, Bartimaeus was convinced that Jesus could heal him. And when Jesus called him near, he was convinced that he would heal him. Adults with wisdom born from experience... Make excuses for Jesus before we even ask. We talk about healing coming in lots of ways. And that miraculous interventions are rare. And that even those challenge our sense of fairness because if this one is healed and this one is not, then why this one and not that one? We get our minds all twisted up. Not children. They boldly confidently, enthusiastically go for it. This is what I want. Make it happen. A friend told me about a funeral she attended. The preacher got up into the pulpit right there in the service, the casket right before the pulpit. And he recalled that story of Lazarus being raised up out of the tomb. And that preacher called on God to do that same thing right then, right there, with that body. It's not something I would do. It seems overly optimistic. But it does sound like something Bartimaeus might try. Or something like a child would say, if he or she knew the story of Lazarus. Bartimaeus like a child, was able to see and express what he wanted, was driven by it, and believed that Jesus could deliver it. And when he was proven right by Jesus, he followed Him, loyal to the One who had given Him what He needed. He, if we're looking for an alliterative example of what it means to follow Jesus, demonstrated prayers and... Presence. Two of the things that we commit to when we become part of this church. Who knows how long Bartimaeus had been praying. It had to have been for a while. Those around him were quite comfortable as if they'd been used to saying this to him. Telling him to be quiet. Stop that. Don't you get it? It's not going to happen for you. But then, when his shouted prayer is heard by Jesus... Those same people seem to change. Get up, they say. His determination had witnessed to them. Take heart, they say, as if delighted that the local beggar had finally gotten what he deserved. And in their conversation, in that prayer, Jesus asked Bartimaeus the same question that he had asked his disciples only recently before. What do you want me to do for you, he asked. Now, the disciples who had been with Jesus for some time, who who should have known better, they asked for prestige in the kingdom. Bartimaeus, who was only just getting to know Jesus, asked for something more Jesus-like. Let me see. I suppose we can pray for whatever it is we feel like we'd like to. But I think it must do Jesus' heart good when we seek to pray for the things He'd like for us to have. I'd like to see so that I can serve better. And how do we serve? By being present. Bartimaeus knew that the gift of sight restored deserved a response of gratitude. He got up and he followed Jesus. He went where Jesus went, maybe right up until he could not go where Jesus was going, at which point we can hope that he went where Jesus would have him go. Our presence in worship, Sunday school, Bible studies, Wednesday nights, others, doesn't make us perfect followers It makes us active followers. And there are a lot worse adjectives to call a Christian than active. If you're active, you're trying. You're putting yourself in a place where something can happen. New sight. New insight. Prayers shouted or whispered. Service rendered or received. Gratitude shown. worship. Offered, our active presence is an attempt to follow Jesus and it becomes a witness to our faith and its seen, Whether she articulates it or not, what a child can see is what we show her. We know that. We do well to remember that. What Jesus might wonder is if we see what our children in Bartimaeus are seeking to show us.